HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to the pre-holiday Christmas Hanukkah, post-Hanukkah special of Life's a Banquet, the podcast about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and Zara. Pourable. Starring your host, who I just mentioned, Zara. Tengora. And Breton. Scott. That's the two of us. Hello. We are both here. Okay. Welcome, everybody. First of all, again, thank you, listeners. I've I've heard from a lot of people... Uh, that were listening to our podcast that called me and said, oh my gosh, I listened to you on the way to the gym this morning, on the way to work, and you made me laugh. And first of all, I don't know why, because I don't, whatever, I just, I was the person. You're funny. No, because I was the person in high school that like, when I would go up to give a speech, like a serious, you know, like, oh, this is the speech. People would just, I would stand up and people just started laughing. And I always thought. Did you like make a fart noise or something? Or a real fart? Something always would happen. I'd like trip and fall or like. (laughs) Okay, now we're getting to the bottom of why people are laughing. You're like, I didn't do anything. I was just standing there and everyone's hysterically laughing. But turns out I peed my pants. Yeah. (laughs) I love, there was. uh, This reminds me of the seventh grade diarrhea on my chartreuse short story. That's for, we'll save that for the summer. Perfect. That definitely seems like a summer episode. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Um, oh. Wow. Okay. So I just want to tell everybody that Please. we just finished Hanukkah last night on sundown. Yep. So. Shalom. Uh, shalom. Hopefully everybody got their presents that they wanted. Uh, Sarah, was that, did we talk about your Hanukkah party? We didn't. Okay. I think we recorded the day before. That's right. Yes. You were on a Wednesday, so we had a very big week. Zara, tell, well, first of all, I want to talk about your party. Okay. I attended. You did. So I can you give you- You were the guest of honor. I was the guest of honor. As uh, always. We were there. No, just kidding. And there was a really nice spread when we got in. Uh, there was. Lots of nibbles. Yeah. A little, you know, little crudite plate that I brought over a duck lover pate. Oh, yeah. That was very orangey. It was delicious. Did you like it? I thought it was very, I was very I proud it. of it. It was absolutely and, fabulous. The texture of it was silky smooth. Okay, good. It was like eating a pair of silk pajamas. Because I, <laughs> I <laughs> in a good love, way. Yeah. In a, <laughs> I was actually thinking satin, but I get it. <laughs> um, I, w- I don't like to bring over things that I'm not proud of, of obviously. Yeah. That's why I, I don't bring over a lot of things. I'm like, oh, that wasn't good enough. Yeah. Anyway, the demons come inside and they beat down my head and I. <laughs> And they beat on me little little head. But I stand up and I rise up strong and I bring a duck liver pate anyway. (laughs) You crazy. I don't know how. Maniac. So that was Cheers, by the way. Oh, cheers. We're drinking beer. Zara made some fabulous latkes. And Zara, I'm going to publicly say I had one of the, one of probably the top three things that I've ever had of yours. Oh, I'm 
It was a very Blushing. creative meal. And I know, and trust me, Zara knows that when I don't like it, I'm like, um, mm. that was gross. You're like, fuck you. And I'm like, mm, sorry, I just have to say that was gross. Bye. That speaks truth. Bye, I have to. <laughs> Gotta Toodles. run a <laughs> So when I do give a compliment, she knows it's real. Yeah. And I had these roasted carrots that she made. I like I'm talking. She. Well, we're, <laughs> I'll just her. close my, I'm going to go in the other room for She's a minute closing while you her tell eyes, everyone about this. <laughs> uh, some roasted carrots with tahini, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds very like. Nice typo- fluffy tahini. Yeah. So it sounds very like, oh yeah. Like I've seen that on every Whole Foods, oh, you know. Th- cool. You must go to the wing. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you put something very interesting on it. Zara, do you want to tell us? I will. So I've mentioned on the podcast a couple times now, but I can't say it enough that I have been making a simple Yet also complicated and very just utilitarian. I put it on everything condiment. It's beautiful, young ginger from the farmer's market. Which you is could, available only at certain times of the year. Yes, it's around right now. You could just use regular ginger if you get a nice mm-hmm. quality ginger. For um, sure. Some, like, I'm using these, like, crazy heirloom chilies from the farmer's market. Again, sub with, like, Fresnos. Some hot chilies. Hot chilies. Um, and then lots of shallots and then some cilantro and I do it in a three to one vinegar to water, plenty of salt. That's three parts vinegar to one part water. So yeah. basically I told Zara, I said, oh, this is like a shallot mignonette, mm-hmm. right? It has lots of shallots yes. or sorry, shallot ginger mignonette. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so she put that on top of the carrots and somehow, you know, we, we always associate carrots and ginger together. Yeah. Um, but this was in a really unique, exciting way. And it was with the it was the most per- I was obsessed. Thank you. I was like, what the heck? I really liked it too. It was great. Well, also that tahini was like, you know, sometimes you get that ratio. I never measure anything, so most of the time I hit tahini comes out great. I was actually shocked when you, you told me three parts to one. I was like, wait, yeah. not just like a you know, like some of this and some of that. <laughs> tahini can be I think tahini at its best when you really nail it to mm-hmm. exactly the right amount drops of water it to can't be too bitter. Base. Can't be too bitter. In that case, it comes out tasting like mayonnaise. It's the te- it should be yes. the texture and almost the flavor. So you of whip it, mayo. or how do you? I put it in. I do it in the food processor. There you go. That's the secret, folks. Of course, and I drizzle in water slowly. Oh my god, you emulsify mm-hmm. this girl's smart. Yeah. Oh, and- actually, keep talking. I have a present for you. Okay, perfect. I love presents. Air. So, uh, we also finish. Okay, so she had that, some latkes, and some beautiful. Uh, what else did we have with that? What was the main course? Oh, uh, spatchcock chicken, right? Your very own. Oh my god, I have a very own shallot. Vin- <gasps> oh, I wish you could take a picture. It looks super grammable, I mean, girl. So I didn't have any cilantro, so when you get yeah, home, yeah. just shove some cilantro in there and then let and it by the way, sit. I just made it today. It's not ready yet. I was joking about the Instagram. <laughs> I mean, it is, but I don't care about that. No, it's gorgeous. Um, And then, yeah, the main course, we had roast chicken with anchovy butter and leeks that I just... I roasted the chicken. I spatchcocked it, mm-hmm. and then I put vermouth in the bottom of just like a sheet tray so smart and, and delicious um and then i put the leeks under the chicken like i didn't have a roasting rack so i was like oh i'll use the leeks as the, the leeks, roasting exactly. rack exactly and i had air dried and dry brand my chicken for now, two days uh, since it is roasting season and we do the we're doing lots of roasted game birds and uh, yes uh, pheasants ortlons yes, pheasants and Geese and gooses <laughs> sparrows uh, sparrows and pigeons and penguins and squirrels and rats and <laughs> Anyway, anything that you can find that you get your hands on. Grab it and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it Go is. It. I saw a cute little bunny chomping on a leaf and I grabbed him and skinned him right there. Human. Okay, so that was a delicious thing. I brought over a dessert that oh I've been working my on. God. Okay, check this out. I died. There is, and I'm going to mention this as a quick shout out and then we'll move on quickly to our topic, but I mustn't. Uh, no, please. Mustn't get away without telling you about this place in Amsterdam. It's called Winkel, W-I-N-K-E-L, pronounced like a V. And it is, they're known for their 
apple tart. Now, an apple tart in Dutch. Not then, apple tart. Apple? Apple, apple tart. Yeah. Apple tart. And it is kind of, some people know it as a Jewish cake, Jewish mm. apple cake. But it is kind of, it's baked in a springform pan, and there's apples, and there's a crust, but it's between a pie and a cake. Right. It, it was, is. It's, it was like a high. High, exactly. Like a high pie. So basically, the crust, there's this place, this one particular place in Amsterdam, and it has so, like a hundred times better than any other apple tart mm. in in the Netherlands. And even though that's a very typical dessert, they nailed it. And they are busy. Yeah. There's a line out the door every second of the day. And it's in this popular part of Amsterdam called Nordemarkt. If you go there, it's wonderful. Anyway, so I had been working on this recipe. I contacted uh, my friend and pseudo boss, uh, Nora Singley, who is a. Oh, really? Yeah. Nora Singley, friend of the show. I called Nora. I texted Nora Singley. I was like, Nora. I was like, I texted her pictures in a video that I've taken. And I said, What do you think of this crust? And here's the base recipe I've been using. What do you think? And she gave me some pointers based on pictures and video. She's amazing. She's a, she's a genius. And Nora, if you're yeah. listening, you are a genius and you know that. <laughs> I know. Um, anyway, she's but uh, so I adjusted some ratios and it turned out wonderfully. Wow. And it was out of all the times I've been working on the recipe, this was the closest. Now, then there was some, you know, I said, Okay, now less cinnamon, less that. Yeah. And I started to not get to, cause this is, remember we talked about baking depression. Yeah. I decided, you know what, this is development. So now we, yeah, it's a recipe development. Also, if you were depressed about making something that delicious, I would have to really have a talk with your parents. That was very good. And the only thing we were missing, which was because I don't know why we were missing whipped cream. Cause mm-hmm. I just kind of forgot to yeah. make it. Suddenly dinner was over and apple pie was being served. Oh God. It was so delicious though. It Mary was sent me a text. Anyway, so that was really fun. <laughs> what did Mary send you a text about? That she said she loved it and she took all of it and I forgot to give it to her. Because <laughs> I promised her like a big wedge of it and I just grabbed it. I was like, I'm taking this. Oh man. So that was a fun time. And then there's a lot that happened this week. The very next morning I left for Denver. Oh yes. Tell us. Now, Do can tell. I t- can I tell you about my week there? Because it was just, Please. it was perfection. And I started by going to this restaurant called Cart Driver, which has some of the best pizza. I love it. It's in the West. What kind of pizza? Like, like what Neapolitan, style? thin crust, wood-burning oven. They do a deal at happy hour late night every day of the week from 10 to 12. 10 What's p.m. the deal? $5 margarita pizzas and $5 Manhattans. Perfect. So you can have two Manhattans and a pizza and it is the total price of 15 That's absolutely $15. incredible. And I saw an old friend named Lindsay who's one of the operations managers and she's great. And I had a wonderful time. And then sounds great. I went estate sale shopping to some of the most fabulous places. I was outfitting my brother's house in Morrison, Colorado. He's renting it under an Airbnb. Check it out if you'd like to stay at the Red Rocks. Ooh. Little plug there. Uh, it'll be open in two weeks. Do you ever feel about estate sales? Like, I mean, it's an, it's an amazing thing to go estate sale shopping. It's so fun. But it's, then when you stop and think, you're like, oh. I'm just rifling through a dead person's belongings. Yeah, with, in hear, their house. You hear a lot of that while you're estate sale shopping. It's Lots of people are. It's kind of upsetting. I think it's wonderful. You know what? I thought about this. Yeah. Somebody said it okay. because I got in. I got in one fight with this guy. A and, fight with yeah, a straight you? Sale, he, I was just trying. Come to, on, that I doesn't asked sound him like kindly, you. Listen, I got, <laughs> I got in three <laughs> fights this weekend. Okay. And by fights, I mean, okay, first of all, like hold on. bloody fist? I'm going to tell you, sorry, this, I know, interject story really quickly. I'm leaving New York, and I get on the Long Island Railroad to go to JFK, the which Long is Island the Long, Island, Long Island Railroad. Okay. And I sit down, 
it's it's rush hour. My yeah. flight's at six thirty. I'm trying to get out there. It's five o'clock, and sure. uh, and this guy and I thought I forgot my headphones. I'm like, oh my god, they've got to oh. be in this bag. I did forget them. Oh, so anyway, so what? I'm rifling. That's the worst thing to forget on a long flight. on a long trip. Everything, oh, whatever. God. So I'm rifling through. I'm oh. having a panic attack, and I'm trying. And then the guy goes, "Are you done yet? Or what?" And I turn around. I'm like. Excuse me? You turn around as Joey Buttafuco? No, it kind of looked just like Joey Buttafuco <laughs> going out to like Massapequa. And I says, and I says to him, and I look at him, I go, I'm sorry, sir. I think I forgot something important and I'm out to fly out. So I apologize if I've inconvenienced you. Uh-huh. I said, I'm sure you're going to be okay. Yeah. And he's like, like, you know, a, you know, breath under the lip. Was he sitting next to you or was he looking to acquire a seat? He was sitting next to me. Oh, so I, he was just mad at your both, rifling. He was mad at my rifling because it was annoying him. Oh. And I start rifling again. I go, you know what, sir? I go, I'm not done yet. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to so do this awkward. for the, I go, I'm going to do this for the whole trip. And then I stared at him. You can't. <laughs> I'm such a, <laughs> so then fight number two was at the estate sale in Denver, this fun house. This guy had this crazy tool shop. And I asked this gentleman and he was looking forever. And I said, do you mind if I, uh, he was very fat. Mm. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. But he was very large. And I, okay. and I asked him kindly, I said, do you mind if I open the store behind you? And he looks at me, he's like, <laughs> and he growled face. at me and i said really i was like i get a growl you should have just growled back <laughs> he like goes, animals in the woods and i said oh i was like i didn't know that you were allowed that you were supposed to take up the whole thing in a state sale. i thought it was a shared space but i guess i must be wrong mm-hmm. and so i was just doing that thing with him and he he didn't want to confront I actually got in a fight too with someone this weekend. I just realized it was very small, but it was the holiday fight. It was a small. So I was with your boyfriend, Preston, mm-hmm. and we went to go see It's a Wonderful Life. At Classic IFC. Christmas. Neither of us had ever seen it. It blew my mind. Did you cry? I cried yeah. so much at the yeah. end that I was basically drenched when I left. Was Preston crying? I'm not sure. He's he- very tough. Yeah, he t- he he like doesn't believe horror movies. He's like, no, it's just a movie. It was. I just really loved it. It was so amazing. We had a great time, and then we went to Bavette after and had. Uh, a couple glasses of uh, champagne and it was so fun and there was this woman who comes and sits down next to me classic what is my hair messed up no no i just uh, uh, friends patting at me he's like fix your hair everyone can see (laughs) we're we're doing a podcast yeah so um this old classic west village old crotchety lady who's been living alone for for, never married keeps getting more crunched up back shrinking oh oh my god oh the old wet this isn't the old village can you believe the weather what's going on here i can't believe the putting this store here this used to be a fish market so she comes in she sits next to me there's plenty of room Mm -hmm. also if anyone's been to bavette in the west village lovely place very the tiniest, crunched The space. tiniest restaurant in the history. Everyone has basically no space, and that's fine. So she pounds on my shoulder. Tap, 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 tap. And I mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes. She goes, move over. I need space. You're sitting crooked. My chair was facing Preston, forward. Preston told me the story, and he assured you that you were straight. I my said, are you back, positive Zara was straight? My back goes, yep. was facing to her as okay. I was facing it's my, the, it's called the bar. my companion, and my chair was perfectly straight. And I just go, you know what? This is my personal space. And she goes, well, I need my personal space. And I just turned around. I didn't, I didn't pay another bit of mind to go. her. And then I slipped some cyanide into her <laughs> cockle van, and now she is dead. And as she was leaving, she tripped, <laughs> got ran over by an, an Uber slash Lyft. And I stole all her diabetes medication and replaced it with Tic Tacs. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and listen, I also want to quickly tell you about the rest of my trip in Denver. I, okay. I ended up finishing. I went lots of shopping. 
Uh, I had a wonderful dinner, saw some friends, played some piano. I talked to this old man that deals player pianos. I went to his house. He made kale chips, red wine, and cheddar, had me over, and we listened to Victorola Records of Opera and played Scott Joplin, and then I played Chopin for him for an hour, and then we went out to this, like, drag show. It was wonderful. Pardon all of us just for trying to exist. You have the most fabulous life. And then the next day, Sunday, which is I thought couldn't get better than that, um, it did. Somebody invited us, and we went to this uh, gentleman. His um, he operates a an ice cream shop in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very well known ice cream shop. Uh, it's called Little Man Ice Cream, oh, that's and cute. his name is Paul Tamborello, and he's an entrepreneur hey, and Paul. he's a philanthropist, and he runs the Denver Grow House, which is that sustainable thing I was telling oh, everybody yeah. about last week. And I saw him, and he invited me to his cocktail party. And I got to meet him, and I showed up in a rabbit fur coat that I had just bought in a estate sale. And he gave me a big hug. And it was this, and he gave this wonderful speech about doing what you love, and everything will work out. And he said, you know, he was like, I don't know his whole story, but I think he started with doing some real estate, and yeah. he was not so doing so great in his life. And then he turned it around, and had a wonderful. Now he has this like company has 150 60 employees and he's super philanthropic and that's amazing he really like does good in the food world that's incredible And he opened this brand new this brand new facility it's this factory and it's like state of the art and it had one of those uh dry cleaning racks that like built all oh my god an open kitchen wait a dry cleaning rack for what i don't know just decoration that's so cool was it in an old dry cleaners yeah and it works wow so he had the state-of-the-art kitchen he builds this beautiful facility to make ice cream and to experiment and i met the kitchen manager and we had cocktails and he even gave us a roadie to go he's like bring a roadie on the car ride home because that's safe in colorado police if you're listening i didn't do it um so i had a nice cocktail on the drive home that's awesome so now I'm back. Hi. And we are back. Welcome. And is there anything else I want to mention? Um, I don't know. I have not in, in your head, but I'm assuming probably. Um, as for me, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've been staying in a lot, guys. You? I've been staying in a lot. And to the point where I'm almost like I'm staying in too much because well, I'm an out person and I like to walk around a lot and do a lot of things. And bear in mind, I'm staying in and like doing work and writing and like doing cooking projects. But like I have been inside a lot and I've started talking to myself well, more yeah, than as usual. One does. You're going to be the crotchety old instead of the West Village or the Cobble Hill girl. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, God. These the babies everywhere. Oh, these when, kids. The strollers. This look used at them. to be a spice shop. Oh, my God. Oh, my I co- used to get my mozzarella here. Now look <laughs> at it. There's thongs in the window. Thongs. <laughs> it's a baby shop this used to be where i got my cut. okay so oh should we get into our topic yes because this all okay. leads up to it so should i start with the the whole thing of the year and the habra? yes okay perfect so brett and i are taking we're gonna re- do a big reveal um i hope we didn't yap your off too much but it's really kind that's of what we did some really cool for stuff. they're here for the yapping and the lip smack and but, if you want to know something about food history go read a goddamn book but can I tell you one quick thing? Who else I thought did you call a cunt? Hold, nobody. Okay. I apologize to everybody. I was, listen, it was. I'm sure they're all sometimes listening Sometimes I right feel now. attacked. I don't know. I, and it yeah. doesn't happen all the time. I'm actually a pretty nice guy. I'm from Wisconsin. When somebody attacks me, I'm like, yeah. you know what? You deserve to hear this mm-hmm. because that's just wrong. Anyway, sure. I should let it go. I'm working on it. But I did find fresh injera at a gas station. Oh, at a I saw that on station. Instagram. Can you explain to everyone what injera bread is? Injera is an Ethiopian ethiopian kind of bread 
and it's uh, not really a bread. It's made from teff flour. It's which, almost like what we could describe it to almost like a naan or tortilla. It's like a, well, it's it's like a flat. Small, it's like a pancake. Yeah. Kind of like, like a, a flat bready thing. Flat kind of Swedishy pancake. It's bubbly and it's made from teff, T-E-F-F flour, <clears throat> which coincidentally is the smallest grain in the in the world. The tiniest grain. Tinier than a poppy seed. Tinier than a... Wait <laughs> Tinier a than a... Yeah. Tinier small. than a sesame seed. Tinier than a sesame seed. Tinier or a poppy than seed. Alert, than and what they do is they grind it up and they puree it. Okay. Suddenly I went Wisconsin. Uh-huh. That's and fine. They it's a variety show. Ferment it. Yeah. And they ferment it. And then for like three or four days. And then they cook it in a griddle. And it's like puffy. And it's gluten free. Mm. It's good for a digestion. And it has tons of amino acids and protein. It's really good for you. And we should be eating it more. Teff. Injera. Yeah. So I'm you looking for find, New York. You can find Teff flour. Like, it's actually becoming more available. You can get it at, like, Bob's fair, Red, at Fairway. Yeah, Bob's, Bob's Red Mill makes it. Bob's Red Mill. Uh, so, okay. Okay. So, so picture so it. Picture it. The year 1989. Oh. Everybody was drinking out of cobalt blue glasses. White countertops were there. Blonde wood. And everything was clean, sleek, and exciting. Lots of wavy blonde hair and fluffy that's, kind of thin bangs. That's right. People were spraying their bangs up, right? Yes. Yes. Real high. Bang spray. Spandex. Mm-hmm. High top sneakers. Okay. So the year 1989, to put it into some context, a couple of really important things that happened. Yes. The Berlin Wall comes down. Oh my God. So that's right. The crash of the Exxon Valdez. Seems like just like yesterday. I know. We're too, you know what I read about that? I had to go a little bit further with the Exxon Valdez because I'm mm-hmm. like, what was the aftermath here? So 250,000 seabirds died, yep. 2,800 sea otters, only 12 river otters. I don't even know why they counted them. I mean, it just, <laughs> I'm sorry for the 12 river otters that died. There are 300 so harbor seals, 247 bald eagles, and 22 orcas. I remember a the lot bald, of salmon. I remember the bald eagles. Oh, what a try. Just swimming in oil. Our nation's bird. Thanks for a lot, Rex loud. Tillerson. Uh, the average, average monthly rent was $420. Oh, my nationally now it's 1405 what was the average price of a cocktail my question i don't know but the average uh price of a gallon of gas was 97 cents oh my god i love that yeah um also the year where thousands of students were uh wounded over protests in tiananmen square Mm -hmm. horrible over 200 people were killed snack wells were just beginning to gain popularity yes snack wells were on the up 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 up, up. fat Fat, you're out fat you're out get out of sugar you're in sugar you're in Uh, fat free fat free load of sugar lots of carbs lots of gluten george hw bush becomes president see you later ronald reagan and one of my favorite fun facts of uh the cultural situation serial killer ted bundy was executed in florida in the electric chair Wow. Now it was a very tough turnaround. I remember. Yeah, it was. It was weird going into 1989. I was only five, so I obviously in, I remember all of this. Like I was, was in seventh grade. Wow, you're very seventh old. grade. Yep. Um, old. a couple of the biggest music th- moments happened. The most famous albums of 1989: The Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique, Janet Jackson, oh Rhythm Nation, <gasps> Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Pixies, Doolittle, Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine, The Stone Roses, self-titled album, one of my favorite fucking records ever. Actually, yeah. all of these are. Uh, Tom Petty, Full Moon Fever, Madonna, Like a Prayer, De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising. Oh, wow. That was an, ex- an exciting year for music. Can you possibly have any more explosion of creativity I know. ever in the history of Really, life? really awesome. Rain Man sweeps the Oscars. Sorry. My God. Still find it problematic. I feel like in this day and age, maybe this is a topic for a different podcast, kind of uh, imitate a imitating mentally challenge people it's a bit taboo nowadays we haven't seen that in a very long time i'm not i'm just gonna leave it there do it about 
Asperger's. I mean, it's hard to watch though when you rewatch it. To be honest with I you, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and then of course the most important film. Uh, but anyway, Rain Man sweeps the Oscars, wins everything. The most important yes, film, in my opinion, to come out film. was Twins. Twins. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito pretending to be twin brothers. Oh my gosh! You're right. Okay. What a crazy concept for a film. But most importantly... Well, hang on. I have a couple oh. more things to note before we get into our topic. Taylor Swift, Harry Potter, and America's Sweetheart, and wife beater Chris Brown are all born. Kiwi and Penelope Vodka were the biggest food trends. And a 48-year-old blonde bombshell known as Martha Stewart <gasps> stars in her first line of Kmart commercials, makes her first appearance on David Letterman, and releases her first Christmas cookbook, Martha Stewart Christmas. Christmas which I am holding in my hand, the original copy. And I will bum, describe bum, this bum. if we were doing a video show, which if you donate enough money in our Patreon page, we yeah, will give, we could. We'll give you lots of video. Help us. Um, we need a we need a, a camera. We Make us rich and a yacht. I'm opening the cookbook. And Zara, as you can see here, she's covered with a fabulous forest green dress <laughs> with a wide belt in <laughs> front of pine cones and just the most tousled short blonde haircut. It's amazing. Sidebar, I just want to say something about pine cones. Remember when Cafe Peddler used to be, the coffee shop used to be next to Brucey? No. It was yes, like the Frankie's do, coffee yes. shop and in their display case There they, was a oh, coffee shop next door to Zara's old restaurant. They used to have uh, pine cones in their like pastry display case. Okay. And a lot of times by like, I don't know, 11 a.m. there was like no longer any pastries and it was just full of pine cones like one croissant and every day I went in I made the same joke and I mean every day to the barista I'd be like I'm going to have a latte and a, and a, I don't know, I guess three pine cones. <laughs> <laughs> they should take the pine cones out. Okay. All so right, listen, so I'm, I'm staring at this photo and Ugh. it looks like she has a lob, right? Yeah. It's a lob. Like you a wonder lob. how old she is in that picture? Guess how old she is in that picture? 42. 48. You are kidding I me. I swear to God. She was 48 in the year 1989. Oh my God. We are so on top of, okay. So I open and I have, see, there's some gold lame wallpaper in the first page and it is just filled with uh, stories, it's one of her triumphs of her of her life. Yeah. I mean, the last time she did something so fabulous was uh, her first book, uh, Martha Stewart, Entertaining. Oh my God, right? she's incredible. By the way, P.S. We should stop here and say our topic for today is Martha Stewart's Stewart Christmas, Christmas, 1989. Yes, that's it's right. It's very niche, but it's also expansive. It is expansive, and there's actually kind of a lot of uh, approachable recipes that I find that you could be able to oh, do because yeah. some her entertaining book is like seafood party for 178 yes it's That's really pretty crazy. unrealistic but um, a lot of snap peas in the entertaining book snap pea this snap yeah, pea that snap stuff pea a snap pea put a snap pea in the pasta salad well so i thought a lot zara had mentioned that she wanted to do this little mini topic which turned out to be a fabulous long podcast um episode yeah. about martha stewart's christmas and everything in it so what we have decided to do dun, dun, dun. Get, yeah so let's get to it right now zara and i each made a recipe which we're about to unveil to each it's other. It's a secret, and we didn't. We might have made the same thing because we didn't tell each other what we're making. Yeah, but okay. Here's the thing: I made two things. What the I, fucking hell? Well, <laughs> you intro Martha Stewart. I just wanted to make sure that it was better than you. Um, <laughs> you made like a really a butter <laughs> relief of Martha Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Like I've made you the Santa beard out of my own pubic yeah. hair that I dyed white using. It all turns out I'm materials. actually. Not me, and you were looking at <laughs> you, like you were looking at the mask. royal icing version of me. <laughs> Here I come. Look. No, listen. Okay, ready? Are we ready for the? Unveil? Yeah, you reveal first. Okay, hold on. I'm sitting in front of the table. <gasps> I made pecan oh crescent. Wait. Nice. So I these are. These. Hang on. I'm gonna put my thing down. 
Okay, so I'm stirring at this red pot of a surprise dessert. I put it in a cast iron pot to make it look to like it was a hot dish. Fool me, you did fool me. So I made me. a recipe for pecan crescents. This was also like a R&D project. I didn't like the crescent shape as much, so I made most like basically pecan sandies, but here's my crescent layer because the ones on the top broke. Okay, so I'm looking at these gorgeous, which I, these are my favorite cookies of all time. Uh, yes, I like them even better than chocolate chip cookies. And they're... Are the Pecan crescents are very simple. It's a dough made out of lots of butter, ground nuts, like right, powdered sugar, and a tiny bit of flour. Yes. Right. Okay. So I adapted Sarah just the put recipe. Seventeen on my plate. I adapted the recipe a little bit. Mm-hmm. I put cardamom in mm. to make them like a cardamom crescent. Mmm. They're salty and. Mm-hmm. I love a, a crescent. That is a fucking good cookie. Great recipe. So it's wait. a great recipe. It's so easy. Question: Did you add a little bit more salt? Mm-hmm. As because our our taste buds our have taste changed. have changed. And you said I you added, added a little bit more salt. A little bit more. I actually added an extra cup of an extra half cup of granulated sugar. Oh, good idea. And based I on your them calculations, for a lot less time. And what? I cooked them for way less. Well, what? Why the did fir- you think that? Because the you- first batch I made. We're like burning. Oh, so this you, you made cook- it twice. Well, no, the first batch was going to burn if I left it in. Okay. For the recommended like fifteen minutes, but I did left you add it in more for, sugar like, after you'd already mixed the batter. Or did you just say this? Looks no, like it needs I more tasted sugar. the batter and I was like, this needs more sugar. Okay, so the, see, that's a very intuitive thing. The texture is very good. It's perfect, and I'm not lying. Yeah, I know you wouldn't lie. I wouldn't lie on on public. Mmm. Okay. Mmm. So listen. Yum. That recipe. These came out good. Oh, I wanted to just say something else about this recipe, though. Go ahead. It's the easiest recipe ever. You mix all the ingredients together in one bowl and mush it together with your hands. That's it. Wait, you don't use a no a blender? She says or... to mush it with your hands. That is so crazy. I mean, well, of course, if you, you can make if it. If you get this book, it's the original one from 1989. It's really good. They did have a reprint, which I found. I actually found both of my copies at thrift stores for $1 each. Oh, really? Yep. So don't overlook it. They're ever, and people are bringing them out in the thrift stores right now. They're like, oh, bring all the old, you know. I don't yeah. know why you would ever get rid of this book. But I'm looking at the recipe, and it's on page 45. Mm-hmm. And the original version, I don't know what it is, but um, we'll post an Instagram story about it. And it's just very simple. Probably everything you have minus the nuts, you know. And you can substitute. You can sub nuts. Walnuts. Mm-hmm. If you only have pistachios because you're just I made pistachio sandies last year. Pistachio sandies, you could. Cashews might be a little funny only because yeah. they're, yeah. Hazelnut. I, Hazelnuts I saw a good. recipe for um, actually, someone made peanut sandies. I think it was like maybe Julia Molskin or someone. It's in the New York Times today or yesterday. No, oh, very cool. Very yeah. On, we're very on trend here at Life's a Banquet. Yeah, I think peanut would be good. Um. Okay. So, uh, I was going to make for Zara's surprise, which I did make today, but I didn't oh realize God. that when I didn't read the recipe, and I should have known better, but I thought it still would be fine. Uh, I was going to make, and I did make marshmallows. <gasps> Okay, what? now I added some peppermint oil, but the thing is when you make marshmallows, um, it's not very complicated at all. Basically, you take some gelatin, you put it in some cold water, mm-hmm. right? And the recipe is also here. And then you heat over the stove some corn syrup and some sugar and, you know... In a double boiler? No, like you right heat on it in stove. a pan. Yep, corn syrup, sugar, some water, and then you pour that hot mixture into a syrup into the gelatin. Oh, and wow. And you whip it in your KitchenAid with the whip attachment for 15 minutes. Holy shit. That's a long time. And it becomes... That is really whipping it good. It whips it real good. It turns into this gorgeous, 
snow fluff. Wow. And so then you place it in the pan, of course, which this is why I'm sometimes I just don't think things through. And yeah. by sometimes, I mean every second of my life. Sure. Um, but you have to let it rest for 10 hours for the gelatin to oh. set. But I thought I could bring it over and just let it so that you could see yeah. it. And then I was like, oh, is the problem. No, no, I didn't bring it because it was a little too wobbly. And I rode my bike. Because I can't afford a trading card right now. So wait, try this one though. This is crunchier. I okay. think it's better. So now I'm Actually, trying the actual both, croissant. They're both good. But I did something ahead of time. As okay. Martha would, is I already made a recipe from the cookbook. Of course you did. Um, which was last week, and you know what this is, but it is the pear chutney. <gasps> oh yes, Martha's pear now, chutney. Now I've made. I put mine in a little. Um, it looks adorable. I put a little uh, string around it, as one would. But of, it's so cute. Back in 1989, and they mm-hmm. still do. Okay, so the parent chutney. Sorry, Should would I you get like, a spoon? Uh, yeah, why don't you, or here, hold my mic and I'll open. Okay, and you describe this. twisting a ball jar right now. All right, so twisting a ball jar real quick. Breton, what page can we find this pear chutney recipe on? Uh, the pear chutney recipe. Just give me two seconds. This book is just so, There's pictures like, early 90s, late 80s. It, it's just. The pear chutney is um, prickly pear jelly or garden vinaigrette. Prickly pear jelly. Cute. Page 32. Pear chutney. Now it's, um, okay, sorry. Let me open this up and I'll grab my mic. Ugh. 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 I would have known it would be so hard to open a bowl jar. Um, it looks now, amazing. Sorry, let's talk about chutneys. Okay. Chutneys, this is very up. Sorry, as Allie. She loves. I'll take the first bite since you're sick. Fruits and other kinds of stuff. Mmm. Um, okay. Oh my God, it's so delicious. I really didn't. The only thing That's that I... That's so delicious, Breton. I followed the recipe exactly. It's very good. The only thing that I didn't do, because I didn't have fresh chilies, I used chili flake. Okay. Uh, at the time. It's very tasty. The second thing that I that I changed was I added mustard. mustard the mustard seed. seeds are very nice. Um, because I wanted to kind of be like an Italian it's Like mustarda. a mustarda, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had mustarda in Italy? Oh my God. Like when you go to Italy? I mean, you can have it here. That's very good. Or the mustarda is clear and like the liquid in it is like clear and the the fruits are like almost ca- like they're candied. candied. Yep. Okay. Pardon. So these I love having wow. condiments around. So that's great. So that's delicious. Pear chutney. I thought, oh, what could I do with this? Well, first of all, anything. It's fabulous. Um, you could serve this with some blue cheese as kind of like your little condiment when you put it on your toasted baguettes or something yeah i also thought this might be really good with a roast chicken i was just gonna say that or a turkey sandwich a turkey sandwich that's wonderful a perfect turkey sandwich so this or is a ham a, sandwich a chutney is basically it's a mix of sweet and savory so it's fruit in this case pears and i use some dried cherries and then a you know garlic onion ginger chili very good and it's just it's yummy, divine right? mm-hmm. and a bunch of vinegar it's kind it's, of like a vinegar base. Well, yeah, it's exactly the kind of thing I like. I love agrodolce, which is kind of, in a way, the Italian version of a chutney, although it doesn't always in- incorporate. It's just sweet and sour. I mean, sweet and sour is my favorite flavor. Um, so as we page through this book, and I kind of just talked to you about it, but there's different themes. You see her pouring. Look at this. She's pouring some gravy into oh, like that woman. a four-foot like copper pot. You know, the typical four-foot. just four have foot. lying around. Yeah. And of course, she's making giant things. She throws parties. She say she's making giant bangs. No, giant thi- giant oh, things. She kind of does like, have giant bangs too. Uh, my two favorite things from the book are the gold dipped, um, the what do they call that? The gold dipped persimmons and and kind of um oh with like gold leaf gilded wrap. She has gilded wrapping paper and gold leafing. Ugh. 
my god and she has all these like pine cones there's a lot it's the book is very high pine cones were trending in 1989 hard yep gilded centerpiece that was it proved Mm -hmm. you had money yes you were wealthy you were affluent look at all my gold covered pine and my favorite thing in the book in her book she has featured a a miniature version of her very own house and but i think it was in turkey hill back then look at that at the gingerbread mansion gingerbread house that she copied of her house yeah that's very nice shows you directions architecturally how to assemble it how to draw it out because those are just things you do before sorry squirrel 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 (laughs) um that's crazy can have you ever made a gingerbread house i have and uh i made a gingerbread mansion one time and and what happened uh did you eat it uh no it's you don't really i made it eat it so I, I went a little bit overboard and I tried to base it off of my house growing up. Uh, it was a little complicated. You grew up in a gingerbread mansion? I had to make an extra ton of royal icing to try to fit because it wasn't holding together. Right. So I had to like basically make all this extra foam to like glue it together. Right. You made a gingerbread like McMahon. It was okay. It was for a first timer and I was much younger. Uh, it turned out pretty well. And I used melted Jolly Ranchers for the windows. Wow. Um, I use Neko candies for the roof, like that uh-huh. pastel colored yes, circular yes. disc candy. Sure. Uh, lots of pretzels, lots of candy canes for little fence. And are you supposed to eat a gingerbread house? You can. At the end, because otherwise, why not just make it out of cardboard? What, what's the point of making it out of food if you tradition. can't if you don't eat it? Don't question tradition. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't. I don't understand well, tradition. When I was tradition. in Salt Lake City in Utah, uh, there's a gingerbread house competition and i went last year mm-hmm. a year before actually and there were so many gingerbread houses i think a few hundred and you get to walk around and see everybody's gingerbread houses that they work on for months whoa so that's really exciting and that's amazing yeah so martha was kind of the queen of christmas and still is in certain ways of that very specific kind of ideal about Christmas of having things be perfect. And she was, I guess she just reminds, it reminds me of Christmas when I was a kid. And my dad kind of did the same thing as Martha would do. He would set up these like little areas in the house that had fake snow and a train running through it. Mm. And definitely like lots of pine cones. Yep. Which one do you like better, by the way, the Crescent or the Sandy? I like the Crescent. It's crunchier. Yeah. But the other Sandies I made are actually crunchier too. Those ones were just like on the top or a little underbaked. So, Listen, nothing got that when I found this book at this thrift store, I was reminded and suddenly it whipped me into holiday spirit. That's amazing. And yes, of course, I think some of the things like who's really going to make a gilded pine cone centerpiece? This guy. Well, I don't know. Like I probably might not. I'm pointing at the squirrel. Oh, yeah. The squirrel. <laughs> I'll start the gilded centerpiece and then I'll not finish. Yeah. And I'll be very upset. There's just a bunch of like spray painted gold pine cones yeah. lying around now, her bedroom. Now she was doing. She was doing this for a book and for money. So, of course, right. she just said, I'm going to pull all the stops. Totally. Do we have a modern day Martha? No. I know. There are definitely are a lot more people doing. There's just a Martha. It's like a Martha that's fractured off into a bunch of different sub Martha, like kind ofs. I but think... no actual Martha. Mm-hmm. I've heard there's a lot of real life Martha's people that just are obsessed as she is about getting everything right. You know, in middle America. I'm kind of looking at one of them right now. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a little bit of... I always wanted to be Martha Stewart. Like that, you know, the next of kin. We should be here for Um, Halloween. I'm not as greedy. So that kind of like... And I (gasps) never strive for money or perfection. Mm -hmm. I got a little lazy. (laughs) That is a difference between the two of you. (laughs) That is a a major, vast difference. (laughs) Martha, I know. It's It's a vast difference. And we're just missing 14 chromosomes. (laughs) But we're almost the same. You're missing 14 chromosomes and $14 billion. Yeah. Other than that, you're exactly (laughs) like... 
So we were like twins. You're like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Full circle. Bring the joke full circle, Zara. So, you know, the thing is about this book is take what you love. She is just, I think she just created a wonderful historical and inspirational, well, many books. Many books. just like remind us about tradition and life and what it all means. I'm sure she probably didn't leave, you know, according to her daughter. They didn't always have the most wonderful Christmas. Yeah. Why? Tell me what you were going to say before about Martha on Christmas. She stayed up to like 5 a.m. Yeah, I read the intro to one of her books. I think it was the hors d'oeuvres. And she talks about how during Christmas she ha- she couldn't be with her husband and her her new daughter because she had the editor. The editor was like, we need this book by like, you know, December 27th. And she had to go through all the recipes. And she said she stayed home and voraciously cooked and tested all of our recipes oh, and Martha. finished writing, doing the, which you know she did. Oh, of course. And was probably like crazed and like. If you talk to her, she's like, get away from it, I got it, I got it, I'm just rolling as many strudels as I can. <laughs> this is the fourth batch of croissants I made, <laughs> and this pear chutney was too many cherries. I'm covered in popcorn balls. Yeah. Well, that was my other thing I was going to make was popcorn balls, and then I was like, I, I can't really give these away. No one's going to want one of these. Yeah, people love popcorn balls. Do they really? We're going to make savory popcorn balls this year. But you have to make them with marshmallow. Well, we're going to glue them together with Parmesan cheese and mayonnaise. Or we could just glue them together with glue. <laughs> <laughs> only let's, eat the outside let's make our friends eat glue yeah. this year for christmas it's edible glue hey it's rubber cement you'll die but it's gonna be funny for us to watch you eat glue um yes so anyway <laughs> um what else can we tell about we use gelatin that's true anyway sorry now i so, can't stop thinking yeah. about gluing popcorn together so let's talk about other things that should we talk about how martha stewart has influenced us sure top three ways yeah sure go ahead well that'll be our top three this week uh, number one, I would say that my entire, or rather number three, let's start with number three. That's usually what we do. Um, gardening. Okay. Uh, Martha has, I've seen her gardens. You have a personal connection she to the gardens. She knows so much. She knows so much about every subject around gardening. And, uh, and she also, this is the second, I guess gardening, let's, sure, obviously. Second thing, cleaning. Mm-hmm. Now I don't always have the, I have secrets in my house. Like the junk drawer. Mm-hmm. I have things. I don't have a linen closet. You pull out one of your drawers and there's like 12 cats living in it. My boyfriend Preston is actually a real life. If you combine Preston and I, then together we are Martha Stewart. That's true. Um, he's perfect. Like his linen closet. He's has, perfect. He is perfect. He folds things perfectly in it. That's part of the attraction. I'm like, oh my God, you're just like he's Martha. He's so neat. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it shaped my relationships as a gay man <laughs> i want somebody that's just like martha <laughs> but nicer but with a penis yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's that and then and so for cleaning mm-hmm. i guess that's my number two like she talks about different cleaning tools and how to organize things and she used to write this calendar for her month and i don't know if it was real or a lot but a project that you would do every day and really keeping her life in order yeah and then I mean, my absolute number one, like most obvious thing is <laughs> cooking in yellowware bowls. <laughs> her bowl collection and her copper collection. It's true. It, just to open them up in the, the bowls, the mixing bowls that she has. I, her yellowware bowls are incredible. They're beyond. It was really funny. I was watching um, a Thanksgiving special that she did yesterday. And she was like, this is how we're going to make the most delicious stuffing to put inside the turkey. Follow me. So she puts like, first we'll start with white breadcrumbs. Then we're going to start with some of these. We're going to add some of these delicious little sausage balls. And she keeps adding stuff to this yellowware bowl. And it's like brimming over the top where it's all spilling out. And I was like, how are you going to mix this? Why don't you have access to any bowl in the world? You chose 
the smallest bowl and you didn't do like another take. I was just shocked. Yeah. I mean, a lot of her filming back then, it, they didn't have as many takes. This was pouring everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Even Martha had to evolve into. <laughs> I know. It was like a Fanny Craddock situation. Yeah. So. Um, okay. That's great. What about you? Okay. Number three, I guess, home decorating. Oh, Brent and I are both big... pretty serious about, you know, making our houses cute. And when I was a kid, when I was like 16, I was pretty messy. And then as soon as I moved to college, my dorm, I did what I could at every step of the way to make my space cute. And obviously when well, I was really good in college, it was with what I had, which was crap. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in a college dorm. But I still was very clean and I did everything I could. Like I p- ripped things out of, you know, juxtapose magazine and put them on the wall, but in a cute way. And then I'd have, I used to, I remember when I was younger and broke and in college, I used to get fake flowers from mm-hmm. like the bodega. When I moved into my first apartment, I was obsessed with like putting like fake flowers everywhere. And I'd put like these really big pops of color. I actually think it's still cute, like really gaudy fake flowers in the corners and like everywhere. Um, and so I've always just really felt like that's important and a lot of stuff happens in life. You can't control breakups, makeups, shakeups, death, dying, jail time, firing, yeah, exactly. These are things you can't control. <laughs> Falling in a hole in Getting the middle cl- of the street. Who knows? <laughs> but one thing you can control really at almost any kind of, uh, financial in whatever financial situation you're in, barring you're like incredibly, you know, homeless, you can have the opportunity to make your space your own in whatever way that is with whatever you have, you know, if, and if you're not that kind of person, you're not that kind of, not that kind of person. If it doesn't matter to you, then, you know, don't listen to me, but if it does matter to you and you want to do it, like just finding a way and maybe even just watching old Martha video, she makes it look so easy because it is actually kind of easy. Mm-hmm. If you, well, she had a lot of people to help her and yeah. she paid a lot of people to help her and she, she also had a vision. She, that was like a really important thing to me. Um, I guess number two, it's really hard to like pick a thing. I guess like her style, like through the years, but that simple East coast Hampton. Exactly. That like nineties style with just timeless. Yeah, it really is time. Early nineties, Martha, even eighties, Artha, Artha, Artha plaids. It's very like Ralph Lauren that like nineties and eighties. Ralph Lauren never goes out of style. They live next door to each other. Yeah. And like that short kind of princess dye haircut when she did her hair like that. Just that was like the cutest. really cute. She oh like velvet dresses during the eighties. Her style's great. It's timeless. She still has great style, even for a woman who's almost eighty years old now. Mm-hmm. And again, style is another thing that honestly, almost at any price, and of course I don't want to like sound like some ignorant, dumb, privileged white woman here. Like at any, at any, uh, economic status, you can look great, but there is always a possibility from whatever you can afford to try to put yourself together in a way that you feel comfortable. And I think that, that, um, I learned that from Martha too. The number one thing I learned from Martha, and this is the most important for, yeah, for me and I'm sure a lot of other women, she's unabashedly strong. Mm-hmm. As a female. Oh my gosh. And she doesn't care that people think she's cold or thorny or a bitch or a cunt or not fuckable or whatever it is that mm-hmm. people say about her. Uh, it rem- she reminds me of a Hillary Clinton. She's unabashedly strong because she wanted something for her life. Mm-hmm. And she was unwilling to be like, well, I'm going to play this other role because I need men to like me or I need women to like, you know, she's like, I'm me. And it worked. Look at her where she is now. She's so strong. She's so brave. She went to prison and it made her better. 
She wrote a book in prison. She's called she, the Martha Rules, which she, I love. By the she's way, she's just such a strong person. And there are all kinds of heroes out there. There's heroes who really have had nothing in their lives. Clearly, Martha Stewart was is a privileged woman, has been a privileged woman for a long time, and but nonetheless, she's still incredibly strong. And sometimes at the end of the day, like you know, even if you are born with privilege, with financial privilege, white privilege you know, even still just maintaining some sense of self and being able to stand up there and give like strength to other people Mm -hmm. because of that. Like I look at Martha and I'm like, you know what? I didn't, I don't have to compromise who I am. I have a strong personality. I don't have to pretend that I don't for people to like me. If you don't like me, get in line behind the other thousand people who don't, I don't care. I'm going to keep this train moving. I have a vision. I have an opinion and I'd like to share it. Yeah. And I don't really care what you think. And that's okay. (laughs) And I'd like to have a, 60 acre estate with horses and actually she's not a bitch she's just a very like serious in a lot of ways like a serious businesswoman and that is interpreted as bitch and the fact of the matter is is that you can be a serious businesswoman you can stand up for yourself you cannot take bullshit doesn't mean you're a bitch if that's what you want to label it you need to put a, a name on it fine I'll be a bitch. I'm sure she's fine with being called a bitch too if it means that she gets to be herself. I met her once. I was on her show. That's right. Zara was on the show. I was on Martha's show. It was incredible. I was maybe six months into my restaurant, Brucey. It was mm-hmm. in 2010. And I get a call. And this is where we, where I first met Nora Singley, who now Bretton works with. Because she was working as... Oh, yeah. Uh, she was working on the show. And... um. I was so nervous because I was nobody. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about restaurants. I was not like a professional chef. I had just opened this restaurant. You're no like, experience. Oh, I'm just making this. I don't yeah. know why they asked me to be on it, but she asked me to be on and make lasagna. And she wasn't overly nice to me. She wasn't like coddling or like super saccharine sweet, but she was, certainly was not mean. And I, she just had an air of queendom to her. She just was like a special person. Mm-hmm. You could just tell she's a special person. She was no bullshit. She was soup. She was definitely kind. I don't want to, but she was also just like matter of fact, she was matter of fact, yeah. but in the best possible way. And I walked away <laughs> feeling, I was like, this is one of the high points of my entire life. Wow. It, yeah. For me, it was like seeing like, you know, the pyramids, which you've already told us is not that great. Yeah. There's a KFC at the end. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, Martha Stewart did not have a KFC at her end. Yeah. Yeah. She looked fabulous. She's she like, tall, some fresh thin, beautiful. She's beautiful. She's amazing. So I love her. There you go. That's my diatribe on to the bottom Martha Stewart. She's the one. Get out of my dreams and into my car, Martha Stewart. Get into my dreams. Well, I do. My top favorite recipe from her because I said I okay. love her cooking. Please. The one that I use all the time, strangely enough, mm. uh, is... The banana bread recipe. Oh, really? From the from the cookbook, it's really easy. It's like hmm. cup and a half of sugar, some flour, like a cup butter, and really simple. And it just works out perfectly every time. Her recipes are really simple to follow. For yeah, the most so, part. I mean, she, later she had a lot of content, and I don't think all of them were of tested course. as as carefully. Uh, but some of them are, and the ones that work, and also it's just inspirational. Totally, it's it's amazing. I sometimes I think like just in the same vein as like these cookies. Like, I think her base recipes are good. I think they sometimes need to be adapted to fit our palates, which are like maybe saucier or juicier or saltier or sweeter. Yeah, maybe like a little more butter or right. But the base recipes are good, and I do really appreciate that they're what I think like she really brought to the table. No pun intended was where like Julia started off, which was like, oh, mastering the art of French cooking. She's like, I'm going to take this thing that's very like, seems very hard to um, 
execute and I'm going to do it. So that means you can kind of do it. And I think Martha took it to the next level down even not in a bad way, but just to the next level of approachableness mm-hmm. where she was like, I have fancy taste. I have money and I have taste and I have style, but I'm going to show you. And when she did that partnership with Kmart, yeah. I think that really changed. Actually, it was one of the pivotal moments of making food and style more accessible I'm to American consumers. I'm also going to show consumers. you how to polish silver. I'm yeah. also going to show you how to set your table. I'm also going to show you how to uh, winterize your rose bushes. I mean, yeah. she the really list yeah. goes on. She kno- she like knows how to do everything. She's so competent and so fab. If you Google anything about housework recipes, Martha's done it. You're yeah. Like, oh shoot, she already did that. She's like, a oh, fucking beekeeper. Yeah. yeah, beekeeper. She's like covered in bees one she day. She's like riding a horse. Vintage wallpaper. The list goes on. She's master of change. Well, sorry, there was a little okay. holiday that passed on December sixth, which oh, a lot yes. of people don't talk about. Tell us. Uh, I think I might have mentioned it in the last podcast. Center Claus, December sixth is the Dutch Christmas. I told you that, and. Uh, we used to call it St. Nick's Day. So there's a little present. So I got you a couple little presents from some estate sales. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, I'm so lucky. So Guys. I'm holding in my hands here. Surpri- Brent's the best Surprise. Ever. No wrapping paper. I'm oh my God. The ground meat cookbook. I'm holding two little. I should little... give this to Adam Golfer. He's afraid of I gave meat. Zara two little cookbooks. Those little like. Oh my God. Refrigerator desserts. 250 yep. gross refrigerator desserts. This, these, what... I'm so excited. Can you check the year on that cookbook? But I think they're 1954 those little kind of like cookbooks, the little miniature catalogy ones. These are amazing, Bratton. Um, 1954, and then I'm what looking else for the date really right cool? now. And 19, 1952, I, the year my mother was born. 1952. So I found some cute little things, and then Bratton, this is awesome. A 1912. <gasps> oh my god, you are the best magazine. person ever. Isn't Thank that? you so much. So I brought, got Zara. It's a. It was a magazine during the turn <gasps> of the century. Oh my god. And this is from 1912. This is it's so cool. It's Bratton. called the Modern Priscilla. And it's about, it was like a women's magazine. Oh, this is so cool. And it, I love looking at those old magazines <gasps> to read the articles, wow. the ads, the, there's a, oh, a spread about good. how, you know, for next year's Thanksgiving. Anyway. This one, this ad is about for Campbell's soups and it's like 21 kinds, 10 cents a can, asparagus, beef, bouillon, celery, chicken, mutton. Classic. A mutton soup in a can. 1912. Very popular. Oh my God. What's Tomato it? okra. That would... What is printain printainer? I don't know. Printanier. Anyway, thank you very much. This is really, really thoughtful and sweet. I'm gonna give you a big hug after this. Unfortunately, wow. you can't have my Martha book. No, that's okay. So oh, listen, this we want to so hear awesome. on Instagram Thanks, or our friend. email. We want to hear how Martha has influenced you. Yes, please. Or if you have questions about any of the recipes we mentioned, yeah, we'll uh, mail you a hand. Uh, dictated letter that is dictated through our iPhone that is emailed back to you. Or a ham. Yeah, or a ham. And It'll be written on a slice of ham. Life's, life's a banquet show at gmail.com and find us on Instagram yes. at Life's a Banquet Podcast. And please, God damn it, rate, review, subscribe, and download our podcast because it here's why. Stick, stick with me. Mm-hmm. I have I'm to mention something also before we end the podcast. Okay. Stick with us because that's how podcasts work and it only takes a second if you don't if you're listening to the show and you haven't downloaded or written a review or it's like giving us a little tip and not that we're begging for money, but we're begging for money. But that's how we get notoriety and that's how we can keep doing the show and keep making the show better. So I know it's annoying, but please do it or we'll find you. (laughs) Your Christmas gift, your Christmas gift to us is press pause right now and just do it really quickly. Just do it. And then make your entire office do it Mm -hmm. too. We all do it together. Like a big key, throw your keys in a bowl. I have to mention something. Zara's got a mini sponsor. 
Oh, yeah. A mini sponsor from our wonderful, beautiful, fabulous friends at Field Company. So Field Company makes American sourced uh, and American made gorgeous cast iron pans. And I just... Uh, my boyfriend just gifted me one for December 6th. That's so nice. They're so beautiful and it really is worth it. Like in terms of being better than other cast iron pans out there, this is not ad copy. This is just off the dome. But wouldn't you say it's like a much better product? Well, the thing is about cast iron pans is they've gained a lot of popularity and Lodge makes them. And the thing is people always say, oh, if you can find the old, uh, the old antique ones. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why those are better because they were cast iron and they were polished uh, smoother yes. on the cooking surface. And so Field Company makes their cast irons as such. And they're also a little bit more lightweight because of yeah. technology. So when you finally season your pan properly, as you should with every cast iron pan, we'll show you how to do that. Uh, it is the smoothest, non naturally non-stick surface without the harsh chemicals. It doesn't have Teflon. doesn't have anything that's yeah. bad for you. And so you can actually have a real... A real, a real live nonstick cast iron pot. They're really amazing. And they're super smooth. So we just got ours last week and we're just starting to season it. Yeah. Um, they're anyway. gorgeous. Um, so the final ordering date for Field Company pans, they only have the 12 inch left. The 12 inch is pretty large. Um, for reference, you can cook a 14 pound turkey in it, wow. which is pretty cool. I, I love my 10 inch one. I, yeah. I can cook a variety of things. I can roast a whole chicken in it. 12 can, inches is pretty big. Yeah. I mean. But if you can take it. I just prefer 10 it. inches. I think it's more approachable yeah. for everyday kind of just. Well, I think they're sold out of everything for the holiday except for the 12 inch. The final day for ordering to for it to arrive before Christmas is December 13th. I'm not sure if this podcast is going to come out before the 13th or on the 13th. But it you can, can always it can always be a New Year's Eve present. Exactly. Um. So. You know, we don't have any kind of promo code or anything because it's not an official ad, but I just, this is most like just a props for our friends That's from right. Field Company. We really like love them a lot. They're wonderful people and you should buy their pans if you want the best quality cast iron pan on the market. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, listen, happy baking, happy cooking, happy drinking, eating, dancing, yes. Christmas timing, shopping. Making out with someone unattractive from your office that has a wife at home. It <laughs> We're not condoning, nor <laughs> well, nor saying you shouldn't. Yeah. Try it out. Just see what size. happens. Sometimes, yeah. No sex, just kissing. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you. That was fun. And we will see you next week here on Stitcher or iTunes. Okay. Hasta la pasta. Ciao. Bye.